and over again, we've heard so many stories of brokenness and challenge, and um, yet all of that is nothing that escapes your notice. There are things that we carry on our hearts. There are hurts that we have. There are wounds that have been inflicted. And you simply invite us to lay those cares at your feet because you care for us. So Jesus, would you continue to pour out your care for us? It may may be in times where you connect with us emotionally, and it may be times where you just give us strong truth to hold on to and what we're walking in. So remind us again today that we are who you say we are, we put our faith in you. So increase our faith as a church. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can have a seat. I'm going to have the ushers come. Uh, They're going to take our tithes and offerings. So you guys can go ahead and come on up and grab these baskets. As soon as you grab it, go ahead and go. (laughs) All right. Um, I have a few announcements I wanted to, to highlight for you. Uh, Every year for probably 20 years or so, we have taken a spring retreat with our middle school and high school students up to a campground called Lake Champion. Um, It's coming up. So um, we have multiple families who have multiple kids in youth ministry. So the $135 that this is can stack up really fast. Um, So we have a history in our church of people being willing to scholarship people uh, to go to Lake Champion. So if you're interested in that, um, that's why we're telling you about it. So be praying for students, be praying for their leaders, um, be praying for financial provision for anybody that's kind of experiencing those needs right now. So uh, you'll have an opportunity as we go along to keep giving towards Lake Champion as it's coming up here in just a couple months. So um, baptism is another thing that we are serious about as a church. And so our baptism course is... uh, starts next week. So just making sure that you have uh, that information in front of you. So you've probably heard about it before. Um, It's obviously not a commitment to be baptized if you go to the course, uh, but you can definitely um, find out what that means, what that might look like for you. Uh, So letting you know that that's happening. And then we're doing something different this year when we get towards Easter. Uh, We're planning out an Ash Wednesday service. Uh, So it'll be an evening service at seven o'clock right here. Uh, to kick off that season. So I wanted to let you know that's happening. So March 6th is when we officially start that Easter season. Uh, So letting you know that that service is coming, so you can put that on your calendars on Wednesday night. Uh, The youth ministry people are going to be a part of it. Um, It's going to be a pretty cool night for us. So so letting you know that that's happening. All right, so I'm going to have Mona come and join me while we dismiss our kids for treasure seekers. So kids, first through fifth grade, you are free to go. And then uh, Mona is going to read a scripture for us from the book of Colossians. So we're getting ready to move into our sermon. So grab your Bibles, find Colossians chapter 1, and that's where we're going to start off uh, today. Colossians 1, 21 to 23. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds... He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of of which I, Paul, became a minister. Thanks, Mona. Well, good morning, everyone. I am excited to be with you this morning. 
So I, uh, I'm going to be teaching out of Colossians 1, 21 to 23, so you can go ahead and open up your Bibles there if you have them with you or open it up on your phone. So I'm going to start out asking you this question. How do you feel about strategy? How do you feel about strategy games? You know, some people like, yeah, yeah, some people like the games that are more about relationship building, you know, where it's just about having fun. The first question I always ask in hearing about a new game is, how do I win? Right? I, I like the strategy game. So, uh, Skipbo, no. Uh, Candyland, uh-uh. Shoots and Ladders, oh my goodness. Right? But I like the games where I had to think. I got to come up with a plan. I got to come up with a strategy uh, to uh, to figure out how to win. I like the the battle of wits. Uh, so that there's a goal, there's a mission, and it is in need of strategy. I like in movies, I don't know what that is. Those are not my images. All right. So I like in movies, and maybe you can picture um, a movie, The the Dirty Dozen. You remember that older older movie? And they're going to, you know, they, they have their plan, and they have this uh, uh, this thing uh, mapped out on the table with trucks, and, and like, they're going to put a, like, this is where you're going to be, and this is what you're going to do, or or maybe you've seen, like, the Oceans, Oceans 11 or Oceans 8. Like, they, they always have that moment of, here's the strategy, here's the... Here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. So I, I love those. I love those little moments in time. I remember my sophomore year in college, we made it to the national tournament for soccer, and uh, we were we were really uh, outmatched, and we knew it going into it. And so our coach got us together before we got down there, and we just like, like we kind of stopped doing skill work, and we're like, listen, we're just going to work harder than anybody else down there. And so we ran a lot of sprints and. Uh, in the best shape of my life. And so that was part of our strategy. The other strategy was we knew we had to slow the game down, right? So we, so we had a guy on her t- our team, his name was Steve Clapper. And so the plan was any throw-in, Steve Clapper was gonna take that throw. Not because he was particularly good at throw-ins, but we needed to slow the game down. So he'd have to run from one end of the field all the way to the other end of the field just to keep pace. That was part of our, part of our strategy. Uh, I had a I had an experience a few weeks ago, uh, getting to hear about strategy and planning. Uh, we had I was at a missions conference, and one of the missionaries from uh, North and Central Asia works in a Tea House, uh, and she she was sharing about a strategy session that I got to be part of. And so a few years ago, uh, my wife and I and Ryan and Kim Carr got to be part of a team retreat for the North and Central Asia. That's a creative access country. Uh, So we had to go to Greece in order to serve this team. I know it was really rough for us. Uh, so we met them in, uh, at this resort in, in Greece, and, and we were doing the material that changed to lead, the one that starts next weekend. Uh, we were doing that material with the team. And during the time, they said, we're going to have a strategy session, and that's not what you guys are here for, but you're welcome to sit in. And I like strategy, so I'm like, cool, I'll, I'll sit in. So I'm, I'm sitting in, and I'm getting to know this team of people, and God just prompts me to, to offer some help, which like way out of my league, like we're talking about, you know, how does the gospel advance in a region of the world that I know very little about? And so I kind of put my hand up sheepishly, like, hey, I, 
I, I've learned a couple of like strategic things that maybe I can share with the team that, that it seems like you guys are at an impasse. And so I was able to share with the team some, some things that we use around here, some tools that, uh, that I'm familiar with that, that we use at our church. And I shared that with the team. And so they came out of their, they came out of their, uh, their weekend or their week uh, with this new strategy. And part of their strategy was that as a team, uh, they would have 200 gospel conversations uh, over the next six month period of time, 200 different times that they're just talking about uh, Jesus with uh, some people in, uh, in the country that they're serving in. Uh, and so, and then their other goal was out of that 200 gospel conversations, there would be two people uh, that, that came to faith in Jesus, that started following Jesus. So. Uh, six months go by, and they decide to get together, and they tally up uh, their gospel conversations. So each member of the team comes together and says, this is what, you know, these are the conversations we had, and, and this is the result. And they got, they did it independently, and they did it secretly because they didn't want to like, oh, I talked to 50 people, you talked to four, I'm be-, you know, they didn't want any of that kind of stuff. So they did it secretly and independently, uh, and when they tallied everything up, guess how many gospel conversations they had? They had 200 gospel conversations when they tallied everything up. And there were two people that came to faith in Jesus as they went through this strategy together. And what was cool is the two people that came to faith in Jesus, became a Jesus follower, were not of the main people group that they were serving. They were of a people group who had never, there was no other recorded Christian ever in that people group. And so two of them, now there's like four or five uh, that have come to faith in Jesus, right? But it's just this beautiful story of, 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 of what God did through a strategic, a strategic work. And it was awesome for me to get to hear that report uh, because I got to be part of that story, right? I got to be part of God's uh, strategic work. I just, you know, my wife, myself, Ryan and Kim, we got to play our little part in, 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 in bringing about some of some of God's purposes. Well, our passage today, we are looking at the strategy of God. We're looking at God's strategy to accomplish his mission. 